chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Chad Curran with Biosoil Farm. Chad, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. How are you? It's great to be here. You know, any day that you can be vertical and horizontal is a good day. (laughs) (laughs) It is a very good day. I add one thing to that. I like to, at some point, have my hands in the dirt. Uh, definitely, definitely. Keep your keep your feet grounded is is definitely a better way to to, to be than uh, you know uh, sitting in a chair in front of your computer any day. Um, Absolutely. So- Chad, um, you're you're a, a bit of a uniquer uh, conversation than what we normally have. So, um, your your company, BioSoil, um, wasn't uh, it? Didn't start out in cannabis, correct? That's that's correct. So uh, we, we yeah. actually started as a as a worm farm and uh, making worm castings and very happy making worm castings. Uh, we'd invented a specialized worm. We were all about making the best worm castings. We got asked to participate in a study for cannabis and uh, everything was great until we got to the flower stage and we had the most epic failure we had created this monstrous plant and it had the most rinky dink tiny little flowers on it and i became obsessed with figuring out why and figuring out how to fix it so what did you figure out well, we figured out that we created this monster of a beast, but then there was no way to feed that beast. And so the microbes in the worm castings had done what we expected them to do. They're highly specialized microbes. They made this giant root base and a giant stalk, and they prepped this plant to take up all kinds of nutrients. <laughs> but then there were no nutrients for it to take up. Worm castings don't have nutrients naturally in them. Um, so that epic failure kind of launched us on this quest to figure out how to fix that problem. And what we found uh, was that we could use the uh, microbes from our worm castings to extract plant nutrients from things in the waste stream like banana peels and lettuce. And so we learned how to convert waste using our microbes into plant food, but then it worked so amazingly well because those same microbes then became an ultra-efficient delivery system for the nutrients. So now is this a process that's unique to you guys? It is. Yeah, so, when I tell people that we convert waste, a lot of people think composting, but it, it's so much different. I mean, there's an element similar to composting in part of what we do, and we compost everything if we need to when we're finished with it. But um, we invented a whole bunch of different processes to extract, use warm microbes to extract plant nutrients from things in the waste stream. So it's much different than what I envision when you talk about banana peels. And the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, Doc Brown, 
Back to the Future, you know, he's loading up Mr. Fusion, getting ready to, you know, <laughs> that's the first thing that I think about. But uh, there's there's a, a really in-depth process that goes into to uh, amending these these uh, naturally occurring, uh, 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 you know, uh, vitamins or, or inoculants, whatever it might be that you're extracting from these plants. And you're doing it through the warm casing casings themselves and then reintroducing them to the uh, the plants. Uh, correct in 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 a sense. So um, it started because if you you know everybody knows it's good to put eggshells in your garden and coffee grounds and banana peels, but when you do that for your home garden, you're not um, preparing the, those nutrients for this year's crop or maybe even next year's crop. You know you're really preparing your soil far down the road. Eggshells take forever to break down in soil. Uh, banana peels take a while, but they, they need those nutrients need something to fix them and, and make them ready for the plants. The coffee grounds take a while to break down. So in cannabis, you know, you're talking about a 16 to 18 week grow. You don't have years for this stuff to break down. So we wanted to figure out how to like super speed that up so that we could still use what was good about composting or recycling waste material to feed our plants but we could do it in a way that would work with cannabis in that kind of 16 to 18 week time frame and so you guys are you guys are based in new york correct correct and so uh, your your cannabis uh, really is it's uh, aside from being uh, you know more on the illicit side but now uh, it's becoming you know medical and you know laws are starting to shift um, are you seeing a lot of demand now for for your product and your offering um, in in your market there well we service clients all over the country growers small medium and fairly large um, so we do very little business in New York by itself so that question is kind of twofold right one is about the state of cannabis in New York where we have backwards laws it's, you know like the blue laws dating back to the I don't know 30s or 40s it, it feels like we're living in a different uh, country from the rest of the world you travel to Colorado or Vermont, Massachusetts, one of the super cool states, and you're like, oh, New York, I'm just so disgusted. <laughs> um, so our laws are, will be dragged along. Um, we do have Kirsten Gillibrand, who's working on getting it decriminalized on a national scale, uh, so that at least some studies can be done. People can really start to turn kind of myth into science and we can really start to probe and do the kind of work that that any crop deserves um but for right now we have to pay people outside of our state to do test grows for us because we can't grow in new york you can't there are a few big players but little guys can't do it you know, that's one of the probably the more infuriating things uh, I see in our, our market is, you know, there'll be great ideas, but a, a barrier to entry to even be able to properly test and flesh out ideas. Um, you know, one day this will change. It, but, you know, it, it's such a specialized plant. And, and, you know, I mean, a lot of people think, well, you're growing a plant. It's no big deal, yada, yada. But, you know, the truth is, is that every plant is <laughs> They've very never special. done a commercial grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, every plant is very specialized. This is one of the things that when I go into grows that always 
kind of irks me too is you know uh, we'll see a, a merging of a, several different strains on the same flood tray and for me it's like you know anytime I walk into you know like a commercial greenhouse or something like that that grows more traditional legacy product um, you're never going to see a mix on the same space you just never will because they 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 have different needs every single one of them yeah and you know it's yeah. it's but you know sorry I, I digress I jump into a different topic as we're talking but <laughs> you know they ultimately no well you know, I, I grow my tomatoes like people grow cannabis. I mean, I'm out there trimming the leaves, and I, I treat it because it's a similar, very nutritionally demanded plant, and I want to get a ton of really good, juicy tomatoes from my tomato plants, and so I care for them the way cannabis would typically be cared for. Um, you, you, cannabis, <laughs> I run into people, and they're like, it's a weed. Why, why do you even need to feed it at all? And, you know, if you just want to grow it like a weed, knock yourself out, but people aren't going to consume that, right? Well, I mean, like, we, we, we did for a long time. Grow- <laughs> <laughs> you know, before did for a long time, you know, all the stuff that would come across the border, you know, there was really little, uh, uh, you know, uh, regulation, not regulation, but really the standards weren't adhered to, like, if it was an indoor grow, you know, so it was just, you know, outdoor, you know, seated, you know, there was no scrogging, there was, no, you know, none of that kind of stuff uh, that was done, now- it was just... Yeah. Right. Now people are pushing the plant to the brink. They're, look, they're, they're being treated like Olympic athletes or exactly. Exactly. world-class athletes. They're being pushed to the absolute brink of what the plant can do. And that's fun for some of us. For Now, I can't do it with cannabis in New York. We do it with other things. But I took that kind of mindset that they use for that and I applied it to other things like tomatoes and basil and that became a part of our the workings of our whole system was how do you really like how do you supercharge these plants to do amazing things and my interest is in cannabis but also in my house plants and basil and tomatoes as I've said I love cooking <laughs> so I, I like my <laughs> my things for for cooking as well um but you know it's it's really a lot of plants aren't the same you know a house plant you can leave it for a week you don't fertilize it for months on end and you'll never know right the thing looks beautiful they're very forgiving uh, but they're not the world-class athletes that these cannabis plants are you know, it's it's it, it's one of those things. You know, um, once upon a time, you know, it would just grow along the uh, the side of the road. Um, now it's it's something that uh, you know the the phenotypes are combed over, and the genetics are so important, and how we care for them are so important. I want to dive more into that. We got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we get back, we have Chad Curran with BioSoil Farm. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, 
shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We've been talking with Chad Curran with Biosoil Farm. We were just talking about supercharging plants. Um, and, and we were talking about how laborious um, cannabis is. And I, I kind of wanted to touch on that real quick, too. Um, you know, and this is something that I've touched on on a couple of different episodes. Um, you know, we, we do preface it. Many people do. Oh, it's just a weed. It'll grow, however. And and now we, we find cannabis uh, as, honestly, it's the most labor-intensive, energy-intensive plant that now exists and i want that to sink in for a quick second because what's fun about that is that we've always you know uh, tried to to explain to others how this you know we can use it for remediation we can use it for all these things to save our environment and so few of us are actually doing that except for you guys you're not even just you know trying to you know uh, make a better plant but you're also trying to make sure that that we're utilizing waste to make the best possible uh, you know uh, environments for these plants to thrive we we actually came into cannabis backwards um, we started as environmentalists trying to figure out how to find things in the waste stream really that could be converted so we started with the worm farm but then as we started to need nutrients to to work with these microbes we always wanted it to be from something that was in the waste stream and so we would have been happy if our product was just as good as other stuff like if we could provide people with a method to use nutrient systems from the waste stream or from virgin material, we would hope that there would be enough people who would be like, yeah, it's the same, whatever, uh, I'll use the, the stuff that's made from waste. <laughs> but it blows it away. Uh, it, it, it's, it's interesting. And so we created the super powerful stuff. And so cannabis and people who really have energy demanding plants, people who are pushing these plants to the limits, those are fun challenges for somebody like me who likes to invent nutrient systems. <laughs> I, right. I, I, you know, anybody can grow a house plant, right? I, you know, I, I want somebody who's really involved in a, in a super grow who puts a ton of love and passion into what they're growing and is pushing their plants hard, hard, hard to produce and to create flavor and, you know, the idiosyncrasies that, that you want in a good, complex product. And that's a fun challenge. 
You know, it's it's uh, fun witnessing a lot of these things actually coming to fruition, regardless of the challenge that are presented all the time. You know, again, just being able to test and ferret out, you know, winners and losers. Um, but it's it's fun actually seeing, from my perspective, you know, these companies uh, come and and really blossom and flourish. No pun intended, of course. Um, oh, please, please. <laughs> but it's it's really uh, you know again from my aspect you know I, I too am and more on the environmental side and 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 do as much as I can to reduce my my footprint um, you know definitely when I go out camping it's leave no trace camping um, which is what we should all embody and you know I, I really you know the the next challenge I, I think for the the cannabis industry itself is to start adding metrics to be able to reduce consumption loads um, you know when we look at uh, you know the entire uh, U.S. now two uh, percent of the entire energy grid is now uh, can be shown. It's based on cannabis cultivation facilities. You know we can allot two percent of the entire grid, which doesn't necessarily to some sound like a lot, but it's a huge metric to apply considering how how many states. Um, and that metric, mind you, uh, was last pulled two years ago, so it could very well be more. Um, so that that being said, you know, the HID lamps, not recycling them, you know, not being as, as good as stewards as they could and should be. And that's what we we really need to come up with sage ways. You know, again, if we are able to utilize waste uh, to to help grow plants, that's a beautiful thing. Um, and these are the things that uh, to, for the, the, the market to really mature need to be embraced. Yeah. Uh, and some are discovered by accident. So, uh, you know, if you put food waste into, so those banana peels that we collect to extract potassium, if we put those same three tons a year or whatever um, into a landfill, it goes anaerobic and it produces methane gas, one of the worst of the greenhouse gases. So we want no food waste going into our landfills because that's where the methane the biggest source of human-made methane comes from. So the next worst thing you can do is to put it in a compost pile, unfortunately, because then the CO2 is released out into the air, and everybody doing a little bit, hopefully there's enough plants around that, um, you know, it's not this massive um, CO2. But if we go to bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger compost farms, then what we're really doing is putting the CO2 out into the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, that's kind of counter what we're trying to do by composting. Uh, So our method is we we have a machine that we call the foodorator, and it uh, very efficiently compost food overnight in a sense um it's not anaerobic uh it's not a digester it's a completely different type of machine and it kind of makes pellets for us to use to feed the plant so we call this thing the foodorator but what's really cool that we discovered is that it uh sequesters the carbon uh the the co2 within the foodorator pellet and then when the microbes from our worm castings eat it, it stores the carbon like plants and matter do, and it releases the CO2. The microbe, when it eats, it excretes CO2. It releases the CO2, but it does it right at the base of your cannabis plant. So many people are trying to add CO2 to their, their grow when you can 
do it without having to do anything supplemental. If you really pay attention to biologics, you can get your car, your CO2 naturally right so where your plant wants it. Definitely having your, your uh, gases right where the plant can absorb it is, is by far the best uh, method that you could come up with. But now, do you have a, a rate of aspiration that you can, you can showcase uh, for these pellets? Um, it, it is everything that the hardest part for us is to really test these because we don't have our own plants. We can't have our own science lab uh, for that. Um, but what we found is that it releases a significant amount and it's one of their benefits. And so some people may still supplement CO2, um, but they can at least reduce the amount of artificial CO2. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I would imagine uh, just like anything else, if there's a delivery system that's a natural delivery system, it's going to be, uh, you know, more efficacious to the plant to begin with or, or person, you know, just like uh, vitamins and things like that, you know, uh, the, depending on the delivery system you take depends on how much you're going to absorb it. Um, I, I could definitely see the same, uh, you know, with gas releases and, and things of that nature into the plant. Um, very, very uh, interesting. So, let me ask you, is this uh, not a, a common thing um, as far as CO2 being released from uh, fertilizers and, and inoculants and things like that? Well, CO2 is the natural excretion of a microbe. And so it depends, you know, the microbes, depending on the type of microbe, we use very specialized microbes, but the, depending on the type, they're going to eat something in the soil, fix it, so make it plant ready. And that's the, you know, part of their relationship with the plant. And they're going to excrete CO2. So if you've got natural biologic activity in your soil, you are going to get some of that. Now, once we learned that that was possible, um, like a cannabis grower tweaking their plant to the nth degree, we were like, whoa, that's a totally cool idea. Here's how we can supercharge that. And it allows us to get rid of more waste and use more waste in our process with the specific intention of adding more food for the the uh, microbes to eat and excrete the CO2 and feed the plant. Well, and, and the best part about about that uh, modality would, would, in my mind, be that, uh, you know, the gas is right next to the plant being released. It's absorbed and sequestered immediately as opposed to the natural or the, the artificial that only a, a very small percentage really ever gets absorbed into the plant and the rest just goes out to the atmosphere. So that yeah, is very so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, everything, you know, the, the more you get into it, the more you understand that there are these completely natural kind of systems that need to be in place. And if you kind of take what science gives us, what nature gives us, and what is natural, if you will, you can supercharge that, but you have to work with that. So the more sterile the environment, the more likely you are to have disease in your plants or white powdery mildew or something that's a problem in a system that's really supercharged with biologics. It's really healthy. It doesn't, it's not susceptible to disease. It's 
that mildew would never have a chance to live because the good fungal matter, the good bacteria in the soil would eat it before it could ever reproduce to the point that it's a problem. I want to I want to I want to chime in on that um, even in greater detail. We we got to take a quick break, uh, folks. We got Chad Curran with Biosoil Farm. We'll be right back with you. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you like yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. Today, we're talking to Chad Curran with Biosoil Farm. Uh, we've been talking uh, about a bunch of different uh, topics uh, as it relates to uh, a product offering that he has um, that utilizes worm casings um, in a different way. Um, Chad, we were talking supercharging uh, uh, the, the plants, but you were just getting into powdery mildew. And powdery mildew is a huge issue, not only for the growers, but you know, obviously for the, the, the sad recipients recipient that gets uh, you know product that has a bunch of it on it um, and more often than not it's it's uh, mistaken for uh, prime cannabis because it looks like crystals. <laughs> Uh, to the untrained eye, of course, but <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it is an issue. Um, so if you if you could kind of dive into that a little bit more, how your product can help thwart the powdery mildew epidemic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- there's there's three things really that keep the soil in balance: plants, obviously, uh, but then microbes and fungus. And 
um, most people have it in their mind that the cleanest grow would have no microbes and no fungus. And even bringing it up makes some people go, whoa, wait a second, what are you talking about? Um, but if there, there's good fungus and bad fungus, there's good microbes and bad mi- microbes, you know, th- th- there's good and bad on each side of the equation. And if you're soil is completely filled with the right balance of microbes and fungus and plant matter, then anything that tries to get in is going to be suffocated. Now, organic systems, natural systems are not round up. They're not the kind of thing where you spray it on it and it's going to, you know, kill it. It's going to be gone in six seconds. I'm not saying that somebody should. We do have a product, uh, uh, an actual really cool product we've teamed up with um, with another company so that if people have it, we have a solution for it that's natural and biologic. It's not something that we invented. Um, but... The people who have really healthy soil don't have the mildews, the molds, the the other. The, they don't have pest infestations. They they don't have those kinds of things because the good in the soil is strong and healthy and keeps that stuff out. You know that that almost sounded like a reference to Star Wars for a second. <laughs> exactly um you know it's an interesting uh concept you know the the healthier the soil soil the healthier the plant the healthier the overall environment um but it's the foundation right if you don't have uh soil you're never going to grow a plant to begin with you know if it's full of sand um you know guess guess what it's full of sand uh so it, it does does make a lot of sense um you know the way the way that you you put it um so we we only have a few minutes left let me ask you um what 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 got you into uh you know plant biology and and soils um cooking actually so it was having a garden on your on your on your your windowsill was what got you into this well i i kind of live out in the boondocks i i can grow more than on my windowsill but um (laughs) <laughs> but I really love to cook and I really love good quality food. And uh, my wife's grandfather gave me a tomato out of his garden one day and I bit into it and I had an experience that was unbelievable. It was like nothing I had ever tasted before. And my quest to find a similar quality tomato um, was gone. I come from a long line of farmers. Um, I had never tasted a tomato like that. My my family has been in the tobacco business forever, but um, tobacco farmers. But right, right. when I'd never had a tomato like this ever in my life, and so I was on a quest to kind of reproduce that tomato. And you know, if you take a tomato in the grocery store and you bite into it, it doesn't taste like anything. Uh, so everything that I grow, everything that I help people grow has that distinction. It can be like the grocery store where it kind of has the right look and the right color and maybe the right texture, but no flavor profile. No. And that translates really well to cannabis. Tomatoes and and cannabis have a lot of uh, similarities in a sense. And 
um, you know, if you're really about flavor and quality and if you're just trying to grow cheap stuff, knock yourself out, right? Like there was a bit of a rush to create huge quantities of low quality and fine. Um, not everybody's going to be a great fit for me, although we can do we can serve a client like that, but we really want the grower who is into appearance and smell and texture and taste. It's, it's a, it's something to be enjoyed from a whole bunch of different levels. But the one thing that's most important is especially people using cannabis medically, I absolutely don't want them ingesting petrotoxins. Of course. The, of course. the nitrogen that, that comes from natural gas, the phosphate, that have so much acid on them that they change the pH of the the soil, the you know potassium in in such a salty raw form that it it makes the soil full of salt. Uh, you, you don't want that affecting the quality of the plant recreationally. Um, definitely, but most importantly, medically, right? If we're going to start using this to help treat people, we need to not be making things worse. Um, you know, I, I 100% agree with, yeah, 100% agree with your comment. Definitely keep it pure. And, you know, I like the, the whole concept and idea that, you know, everything that you put in your body is medicine. Your food is your medicine, you know, and, and you know, obviously uh, cannabis with what it is and how it re- responds clearly is a medicine of ours. And, um, you know, it's it's also an experience. So, you know, a lot of people say wine is, is a medicine, you know, if you have a glass and, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll sit there, spin the wine, smell it, you know, it's an experience. Eating is an experience, you know, absorbing just the moment and taking a moment to really just say, wow, this was cool. Somebody spent all this time, you know, to, to, you know, wrestle all these things up and prepare them for me. I mean, if, if we all just slowed down just enough to, to really enjoy i think uh i think we'd all be that much better for it unfortunately we're we're out of time for today chad um absolute pleasure talking with you i love what you're doing i love uh you know again you know the 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 recycled aspect you know this is this is what um our our industry needs to really start embracing more and more uh just again being as labor intensive and power intensive as it is this is this is the only thing that will really uh keep it uh, uh pure if, if you know what I mean. I absolutely do. I, I want to help people create that experience you were just referencing. So uh, thank you. You have a great show. It was really fun. I love being on. I uh, can't wait to chat again. Definitely, definitely. And you can find Chad, uh, you can find uh, his product at biosoilfarm. or biosoil.farm. And uh, thank you all for joining us for this edition of the State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Don't forget to like and comment. I'm your host, Dave Inman, and we'll talk with you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.